friends, it's good to be back! Learning to fly this thing, Morty, is gonna be really liberating. You know, you're, you're, you're gonna be free to go on all kinds of errands for me. What kind of business do we do in a garage? You know, this seems a little shady. Grandpa isn't shady. Oh, crap. Hi, Morty. I'm Crumbopolis Michael. I'm an assassin. I buy guns from your grandpa. Uh, go, go, Sanchez Ski Shoes! What the hell is happening? This is healthy, trust me. Science, huh? Ain't it a thing? Rick and Morty, Sundays at 11.30 p.m. Only on Adult Swim. We did it, Morty! Now let's get out of here and destroy this whole universe. Excuse me? Hey, welcome back to Owls Only, the Old Swim podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Hope, and today we're talking about Rick and Morty. I'm joined by a very special guest. I have my friend Cassie with me. Say, you can say hi or hi, something. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, no yeah. problem. We're just, you're, I, I know that you could talk about Rick and Morty for like 45 minutes. I'm sure I could talk about it for much more than 45 minutes, but I'll try to be brief. <laughs> like, because um, this episode is supposed to be two different things. It started off as Alex and I were going to do the Eric Andre show. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't want to do it this week because he's super busy, which is like, yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to do Metalocalypse. Um, my co-host for that episode got sick. And so I was like, okay, Rick and Morty. Who can talk about Rick and Morty for 45 minutes? Oh, Cassie, obviously. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. <laughs> but um, so like, what's your experience with this show? Like, how did you get into Rick and Morty? Well, I started watching it because you and Alex would be watching it. And I started oh, okay. watching it with you. I never, I didn't grow up watching the show like yeah. a lot of people did. I didn't yeah. watch it until I was in college, really. Okay. Um, and I think it was sometime, I think this year actually, or like this school year, I started binge watching the show, and I really like sat down and actually watched the whole thing and paid attention to the whole thing. Yeah. So that was before the most recent season came out. Um, it it kind of ended up the first two seasons were a comfort show for me for a while. Oh, for sure. Once I really got into it, like I would just kind of put it on in the background just as something to listen to or when yeah. I didn't know what to watch. So that's so my experience that. with the show. I also I listen think... to a lot of like video essays about it. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of really, really good video essays about it. But um, mm-hmm. I think the first two seasons especially are very, they're very much like the first two seasons are the ones that people always talk about as like, oh, that's like the great seasons. And I do kind of agree with that. But the only problem with that is that unfortunately, those are the seasons with the most Royland involvement. And so I'm now conflicted <laughs> because... Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Because like season one is probably my favorite season of the show. And it's the one with the most Royland stuff in it. So it's like, fuck, you know? Right. Because... I will say I really really love the first two seasons the rest of the show like i enjoy it but not in the same way which is very unfortunate given recent events 
You see, that's um interesting to me because that's like that's an opinion that a lot of people have that like watch the show as it came out. So I was always mm-hmm. wondering like what does five seasons of Rick and Morty without all this like history look like to somebody who wasn't like there mm-hmm. for all of it? And it's interesting to see that you still have that like opinion of the first two seasons are the best, you know? Yeah. But and I mean, uh, for me a lot of it was I think that the there's very clearly two c- conflicting approaches to this show, which is the deep and very, very interesting like storyline kind of interwoven through it. Yes. And then there's this commitment to a lack of continuity and to just kind of doing whatever they want to do and being creative and fun with it. And I think that those conflicting things worked the best in the first two seasons. The first two seasons, because um, we can just start getting into it, because, um, like, the first season comes out, and I'm, like, 13, and I had just gotten into Adult Swim. Um, Futurama ends, like, for the, what I thought was the final time that year, and, like, two months later, it's like, oh, a new sci-fi cartoon. Um, They put the episode up on Adult Swim's website, like, the first pilot episode, and I watched Mm -hmm. it, like, shitty little iPod touch, and... I watched the whole season as it aired and like it blew my fucking mind. Like, yeah. Rick Potion number nine, like the th- the the three big ones for me were Rick Potion number nine, um, Ricksty Minutes, which is the inter- interdimensional cable mm-hmm. episode, and the first Eva Morty episode. Yeah. Makes like, sense. Those three blew my fucking mind. Like Ricksty Minutes, especially because like it was just so different than anything I've seen on TV before. Yeah. Like, Rick Potion number Rick Potion number nine, which is like the Cronenberg universe one, that is an oh, yeah. insane thing to do in your fifth episode. You know, mm-hmm. like that is something that no other TV show like that is something that like it's so like unheard of for like because like obviously a thing with a lot of like animated shows is they start out kind of goofy and then like mm-hmm. as they they kind of get darker or like they kind of show their depth as it progresses. But like right. five episodes into the fucking show, they do this and it's insane. I mean, I think that episode is the perfect example of how those two different approaches could work really well together because yeah. what they did in that episode was crazy. And like you said, was not something any other show would do. And they did it because they weren't afraid to get really ridiculous and over the top with what they were willing to do because they weren't afraid of, of, maybe breaking some some storytelling rules but at the same time that the the events that happened on during that episode still have an impact on the story today yes so that continuity is still there and so even though that was a uh, i don't want to use the word ridiculous but like a very like shocking and significant to the point of where it was almost ridiculous by how like shocking and how over the top it was but something that they were able to find continuity in I think Rixty Minutes does that pretty good as well because they have that element of improvisation in it but they also have a B plot that has very much to do with the relationships that these characters have with each other which is really what the heart of the show is yes and it's when they are able to balance those two, the goofiness, the craziness, the just um, out-of-the-box storytelling elements with 
that grounded, continuous through line, that's when it works the best to me. Absolutely. I think that um, I love, like I, the Beth and Jerry plots, their, their mileage kind of varies for me, mm-hmm. but I really love their thing in Rixty Minutes, like the whole thing yeah. where you see like their different universes and stuff. And it does kind of bum me out that that Jerry is now canonically dead because because mm-hmm. um, that's because he gets switched in the beginning of season two and then he dies in, in the first episode of season six when he gets bitten by like the um mr yeah. thing so it does kind of bum me out that the, we don't really meet like the main jerry until like the second episode of the second season right but um the rest of the characters are the same from like rick potion number nine onwards like beth and summer are the same from rick potion number nine onwards and, like, mm-hmm. obviously, Rick, Rick and Morty are the same whole show. But, um, yeah, I remember, like, Rick Potion number nine, Rick's D-Minutes, and the Evil Morty episode. It really, like, I had never seen, like, TV like that. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other things that do the same thing that the show does. But for, like, 13, 14-year-old me, like, in middle mm-hmm. school, I had never seen a show do this kind of stuff before. Like, I was yeah. obsessed with it. Um. I they came out with the Blu-ray and the DVD that they came out later that year. I had the set. I watched it until like it fell apart. You know, mm-hmm. like I could. I have like so much of season one just committed to my memory because I would just watch <laughs> that DVD until like it fell apart. Right. But um, so that was when it was rel- Like I mean, it was still. It was bigger than any, like, it was bigger than most Adult Swim shows when it premiered, or at least because it was something very different for them, because a lot of their stuff was live action or, like, 11-minute animated stuff. The only other real half-hour shows were The Boondocks and The Venture Brothers. Mm -hmm. So this was a huge thing for them, because it looked like it was, it looked insane. Like, it, like, nothing besides, obviously, the Boondocks and Venture Brothers, it was, it was allowed to look that good on Adult Swim. And also, this is when Dan Harmon is coming off of Community, which was, like, a huge show. And so it's got all that Community clout with it. And so I think it was, like, it was already, like, it was a big show, you know? Right. Um, but something kind of interesting I want to bring up about the first season is that, like, um, on the Adult Swim message boards, which don't exist anymore, but you can access them through the Internet Archive, mm-hmm. um, you can find threads about, like, Rick and Morty, and all the comments are like, this show's fucking awesome. It's not going to last more than a single season. <laughs> which is crazy, because I'd say this is arguably the biggest show, the biggest adult animated show since, like, The Simpsons, I would say. Oh, yeah, they're going to keep running it they're they're gonna i mean we can get more into that announcement but i won't be surprised to see them make many many seasons of this show yeah but i just mean in terms of like sheer cultural force Mm -hmm. because i think that like um what the nation went through with rick and morty in 2017 is like what the nation went through with like bart mania like 1990 you know yeah yeah, like it's insane but um so yeah season two i actually remember um people somehow the first two episodes leaked early and so i remember like 15 year old me figuring out how to use like mega like the file sharing thing for the first time <laughs> so, I could, so i could watch like the first two episodes yeah um, season two i think was a really good soft spot for the show like not soft spot um sweet spot for the show because mm-hmm. it was really it felt like everyone watched it like everyone in like my like high school like group chat was watching it live every week mm-hmm. and like it felt like everyone online was watching it but it hadn't become so ubiquitous that it was hated yet 
you know? Yeah. Like right. it was it was still fun to watch Rick and it was still like fun to watch, like unapologetically fun to watch Rick and Morty. And um they had a really banger lineup too, because they would have like Rick and Morty at eleven thirty, then like the final season of Aqua Teen at like midnight, then the second mm-hmm. season of Your Pretty Face is going to hell at like twelve fifteen. So it was just like season two, I remember like I still like season one more, but mm-hmm. I think season two was the most fun, like you had, like the most fun I had watching like a show, like watching, watching like this show, you know? Yeah. Okay. I see that. And then there is 2016 and there is no new Rick and Morty for a very, very, very long time. Like, I mean, it's pretty much, there's no mm-hmm. new Rick and Morty for, like, I'd say about the average Venture Brothers wait, about, like, two to two and a half years. Sure, yeah. But a lot of a lot of Rick and Morty fans were not Adult Swim fans. They were, like, just, you know, like, just regular people, and they didn't understand why stuff took so long. Right. Well, an animated show is going to take longer to produce as well. Yes, absolutely. And also... So there is a lot of stuff going on beyond behind the scenes because what we were told is there's gonna be there's gonna be 14 episodes of season three. That is mm-hmm. obviously not true. It's only 10 episodes. Right. Um, and a lot of it was rumored to be like behind the scenes drama with um the creators, which we now know was like Justin Roiland being like a shitty uncooperative asshole. Um yeah. So there's a lot of that behind the scenes drama and they did, we're not able to ship the last four episodes, which is why that season finale feels so weird. Like the episode where they fight. Yeah. The I know that we've talked about this before, but I, I feel that season three is the worst season. A lot of people do. I dislike the most because Same. the finale, I hate, <laughs> I yeah. really dislike the finale of that season but I think what I dislike as well, and this is this can be said about I think season three and season four, is this is kind of when they really start breaking the fourth wall to the point where it's kind of not fun anymore, and it yeah, kind of annoying. just feels like they're making fun of you for liking the show. Yeah, it's like annoying. there's so many jokes about them disliking continuity and how they're they they don't care about it and they're just gonna do whatever they want to do. And to me, it just always run me a little bit of the wrong way because I'm like, you realize the reason that people love this show is because of that underlying story that's there. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, there is, like I said, it really is the marriage of those two different approaches that makes that show work. Yeah. And it really felt like this was an era of the show where they kind of resented feeling trapped in that in that storyline that they set up yes and kind of took it out on the audience and the viewer what do you hate specifically about the season three finale because i want to get into that yeah well i talked about this at length but i the biggest through line of that season was beth and jerry getting divorced yeah and i just don't feel like they explored it enough for what that was i mean that's a pretty major shift in the dynamic between these five main characters yeah that i feel like went very underexplored like i can't even remember beth ever mentioning how the divorce was impacting her life yeah um 
And we do get one episode where Jerry starts dating that alien woman and that kind of talks about how he's dealing with it. And I know that the first episode of season three, I think it's the first episode, one of the early episodes of season three delves into how the kids are coping with it. Yeah, it's like the first one after the premiere. Like it's after like the big action premiere we get from prison. Yeah, the Mad Max one. Yeah. Yeah, like they, I just don't feel like they explain really explore it and when they finally have it resolved they don't resolve the issues in their relationship that caused them to break up in the first place they broke up because jerry did not like that beth acquiesced to her father all the time and because jerry's a giant pushover i don't feel like any of those things substantially changed like yes beth did kind of say like kind of stand up to her Mm. dad being like I'm not gonna let you kill me if I'm a clone, but yeah. that felt weak to me. And there was no like, there was no like revelation for her where she was like, "Oh, maybe I should just stop," you know, doing whatever he wants for his validation. Mm. It just kind of seemed like they got back together because she was like, "Wow, you love me unconditionally." Yeah, and he was like, "Yes, I do." And they were like, "Well, let's just get back together." and keep existing with the same issues that this relationship has always had but we'll just pretend they're not there anymore yeah i um i do agree with a lot of those points i actually like i like that episode a lot i like i but mostly for like the rick and um rick fighting the president stuff because i just love keith david as the president but i do think that ending is very tacked on there yeah it doesn't feel like a finale episode yeah, but I will say I do like a few things that they do with the whole Beth and Jerry thing. I like even though it's kind of like a um very like easy wrap up, I do really love that scene when she goes and visits him in like the hotel and he like tells that story about like their first kiss or whatever. I really like that scene. I think it's a re- I mean mm-hmm. like it's the the point it serves in the story is sloppy, but I think it's a really well done scene. Yeah. And I also like how um, they they don't really have any significant, like, resolution to, like, the whole Rick and Beth thing. But I do like how it does not go back to business as usual in season four. Because season mm-hmm. four and beyond, Beth and Jerry don't hate each other anymore. Yeah. Know? Like, a lot of their issues, when they have issues, is about, like other things besides them just like hating each other which is what the first two seasons did right and i think that's i think that's a much better approach because i feel like if if they kept doing that it would get like excruciating you know oh yeah i agree i think that they needed to change the dynamic between beth and jerry i think that if it had gone on past those first two seasons it would have gotten really stale so i think it was a good idea in concept to have them go through this divorce and then end up reconciling and i'm even like in favor of them reconciling as in in the story i just felt like the issues that caused them the breakup in the first place which they did talk about in detail and at length in the first two seasons got were not explored enough like i didn't feel like they actually really unpacked the issues they had and like like they they try to and I think it just didn't go far enough for for me and I think if there had been like a finale where they could have maybe talked about it more in depth Mm -hmm. or there could have been 
just one scene kind of showing them having that realization about the things they did wrong in their relationship because that's what it was missing for me was an acknowledgement of the things that they did wrong really yeah instead of just like animating and like animating like four extra minutes and just like tacking on to the end of an episode right and like, like yeah they reconcile for the kind of the same reason they broke up which is that jerry like worships beth and he can't do anything on his own yeah and she you know is struggling to pick between wanting her father's attention and then she just kind of accepts that jerry's there yeah you know it doesn't feel earned they're them that's i think that's what i'm getting at yeah, is that their reconciling earned. doesn't feel earned it doesn't feel like they did the work needed to get back together yeah and I, I used to feel like I would have preferred if they stayed divorced. I don't really feel that way anymore, but I do think I would have loved to see more character development of those two throughout that season. Maybe if they stayed divorced for an extra season, like if season, if they're still divorced throughout like mm-hmm. the fourth season or something. Maybe or even if they got, they chose to get back together in season three, but they still had issues to work through in season four. Yeah. If there were more conversations about them having those issues that caused them to break up in the first place, but seeing them deal with it in a more constructive way, yeah, that could be really interesting. Um, yeah, for sure. But we don't really get that. But um, to backtrack sort of to the beginning of season three, I remember <laughs> like, because the cliffhanger for season two is Rick is in prison. Mm-hmm. And that was the cliffhanger for, so that's October, 2015. <laughs> So mm-hmm. that's a full year, and then it's 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 a cliffhanger for well over a year and a half until they get until they have like the April Fool's episode because the, the April Fool's prank for 2017 is um from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. They air like that Rick and Morty episode like eight times in a row, like the, <laughs> nice. like the season three premiere of because like that was back when like Rick and Morty was hitting like a fucking like pitch fever with everything like um. There's so many fucking horrible memes about people waiting for season three. Just the most unfortunate <laughs> in the world. Um, people are harassing like Dan Harmon's Twitter every day about like season three and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People are like harassing every single Adult Swim social post and like YouTube video comment section. It is unbearable. And right. So um, they drop all those episodes on like they I mean they drop that one episode like a million times on April Fools. Um and also this is back when um Samurai Jack season 5 was airing which is also a huge deal mm-hmm. and it just it like delayed a Samurai Jack episode by a week which caused like a fucking massive like riot all over the internet people losing <laughs> their fucking minds. Um that episode also it gives us Szechuan sauce. Oh um, yes. Oh my fucking god. This is like, it's literally like war flashbacks. Like, Szechuan sauce, and then like right after that, they have like a trailer for season three that has Pickle Rick in it. You know? Like, for being, being someone- The most inseparable era of Rick and Morty. (laughs) Yes. Being someone who engaged with Adult Swim as much as I did, that was like, that was the fucking plane hitting the North Tower. Like, it was (laughs) insane. Like, um, there's constantly people, like, you, all, all you heard was just, like, Szechuan sauce, Pickle Rick, like, Wubble Lubba Dub Dub, um, and it was just awful. Like, even, even Adult Swim employees were, were, like, starting to get tired of it, 
because mm-hmm. um this is back in the streams era and when season three was airing um they were like yeah we'll stream like the new rick and morty episodes as they air and then it was like it's like the biggest fucking show on tv at this point so like the warner executives are like you can't fucking do that like that is a billion dollar show you cannot be giving it away for free on your fucking website and Mm -hmm. so what they did is the fish center and blood feast guys dressed up in like really bad rick and morty cosplay and then read the scripts of the episode that's supposed to be airing and people were very upset about that um and then (laughs) after why were people upset about that because people were expecting to watch like rick and morty for free oh okay yeah and then they had to watch that and they were very very unhappy that they were fucking with the, you know their funny pickle man show and then the week after that um max and dave to the fish center hosts max former guest of this podcast um they were just eating taco bell while watching the new episode reflected in their sunglasses and just like fighting and like fighting with callers about whether or not like it's good enough to have rick and morty on in the sunglasses and stuff like that um so yeah, like just Rick and Morty fandom was the single most annoying thing in the world in 2017. Mm-hmm. Like it was unbearable and it turned a lot of people, including myself, off of it because I was just like, I was obviously, like, I was like a 16 year old, 17 year old. I was like a little shithead. And so I was just like, well, all these other adult swim shows do the things Rick and Morty does better. I don't like this show anymore. It's too, like essentially because it's too popular. Like- mm-hmm. It went through the exact same thing that Family Guy went through, where, like, it became, where, like, everyone loved it, and then, it like, it came back and became super popular, and everyone hated it. Like, the nation right. on it, which is exactly what happens with Rick and Morty. And I do think that the season three being so weird and awkward and disjointed definitely did not help with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just season three is I think season three is a is probably right. It's probably the worst season, but I think there are some like really, really good episodes in there. Yeah. My favorite episode of season three is like a top three of the show for me is the Rick and Jerry one where they go to like the um they go to like the park with like the immortality field. Yes. Because I also one of my favorites is the one from this past season with Rick and Jerry when Jerry is like there's like a creature that they have there's like a company that controls like fate through yes a creature that makes I have cookies. seen that episode you have seen that one yeah I have yeah yeah and Jerry has to fuck his mom um I <laughs> love that episode because I think the most interesting stuff this show does is when Rick and Jerry are forced to be together without any other characters around like I definitely think it's a really fun dynamic. I love when Rick and Jerry are around each other and they realize that they do kind of like each other. Like when mm-hmm. they're not fighting over like Beth and Morty and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, I love the dynamic so much. And I also love that they're constantly also, they're like in both of those episodes, they're constantly screwing each other over and also having each other's back. Right. It's so interesting, and I I just love. I think there should be like a Rick and Jerry episode like per season because it's so good. I will but, say, um, I think for character development, those have been some of the best episodes because they are they do a great job to me at doing a show not tell, but yes. actually giving you real character development and real relational development between these two, which is kind of what I felt was missing in season three. 
Yes. I think it's maybe part of it is actually just because Beth and Jerry were separated the whole time. We didn't mm-hmm. get to see them have a lot of development together. So yeah. maybe an episode that would have forced them to be together during their divorce could have solved that issue. For sure. Um, so we have like so season three is like the pitch, like the pit, like the peak of Rick and Morty fever. Like yes. everyone's like this is when the Szechuan sauce riots were. I don't know if you remember those. Oh boy. You you, you remember those, right? I don't know if you did or not. Oh yes, I have a vague memory of just those fateful days. Yeah, what happened was Adult Swim was uh, not Adult Swim, McDonald's was like, oh, we're gonna put out Szechuan sauce, but it's only like four packets per restaurant. Mm-hmm. And- it like people lost their fucking minds you have that infamous video of the guy jumping on the counter screaming that he's pickle rick um the guy's doing a bit he's not actually like that annoying but you still but it's like did it you're still did it yeah you still went in public and did that even if you were doing it as a joke like you still did it you know but um and so like all that shit's going on with like the fucking um all the szechuan sauce shit is going on and then um it goes away like the show is done with season three and then there's the longest break the show ever has because season three ends um october 2017 and Mm -hmm. season four starts in november 2019 right so that is a full two years in between and in between those full two years the hype dies like It fucking flatlines. I mean, it's still the most popular show on Adult Swim far and away, and it's still, like, an insanely popular show, but it went from being, like, the most popular show to, like, a staple of television, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it went from being must-watch TV that everyone is talking about to, like, oh, yeah, this show is on, and people watch it, and it's still very popular and profitable, and, like, the most profitable Adult Swim show, but, like, it's, like... The hype is cooled off to the point you're not hearing people screaming about Pickle Rick in public anymore to that mm-hmm. you kind of feel safe enjoying it again. <laughs> We're all grateful for that. Yes. Because, like, I remember I was, like, so done with Rick and Morty. Because, like I said, I went through a phase where I hated it. Like, we all did. I still watch it every week, but I still was like, oh, the show sucks. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I I started off with season four because I had not really thought about Rick and Morty that much in the like, right. past two years. So I was just like, oh, I'll fucking, you know, watch this piece of shit. And the first episode is the um one where he keeps dying and breaking up in different universes that keep having Nazis. Yes. And I remember losing my shit laughing at that episode. And then, like, I there this is the season, season four is where it's split in half. That you have, like, the first five airs in November to December, and then the last five mm-hmm. airs in, like, April to uh, May in 2020 so right this is like i think the first half is weaker than the second half um but i still think it's a good i think it's a really good solid season but i do think this is the one where it's this is a very stupid season you know Mm -hmm. like this this season is with like obviously like the dragons episode alex and i love so much and stuff like that it leans so much into like the almost like the Aqua Teen Hunger Force like brand of just like absurdity, mm-hmm. and they really don't do anything character development wise in this season. Right, the last episode. Um, you can count the Vat of Acid episode, but I don't really like that one. 
Um, I have a vendetta against the vat of acid. I knew that was so, coming. And yeah, and if that is because I'm a big BoJack Horseman fan, yep. and I don't think that it deserved to win an award over um, the best episode down? of BoJack Horseman. I feel like down? yes, a little rigged to me. Um, <sighs> it's such bullshit. I, I don't know how that happened. Um, I will say I actually do think the vat of acid episode is a good episode. Yeah. I think it is a very, I think the twist is very interesting. Yes. It does make me sad because I, poor Morty. <laughs> I don't like, I, I don't like when Rick is that mean to Morty. Yeah. I've always felt this way. Like, I don't like when he's that mean to Morty. Like, mm-hmm. like, cause that was this, that's like the meanest he's ever been to Morty. And it was it, pretty bad. Like, I, I just don't like, I don't like, I, like, my favorite Rick is, like, in season one, when, like, Morty almost gets, like, you know, fucking molested by the jelly bean guy, and Rick, like, immediately realizes something is wrong, and, like, takes him home, and then comes back and kills the jelly bean guy. Right. I like that Rick. I like when Rick is an asshole and, like, tells Morty he's a stupid piece of shit, but, like, actually does love him and, like, doesn't want to cause harm to him. I don't like mm-hmm. when Rick, like, actively causes him harm. I feel like this season they did kind of lose that a little bit. I think that I kind of felt a little bit like that about season three as well. Yeah. But I felt like they kind of lost that kind of begrudging love that he did have. Yeah. Because there's very clearly a connection there. Like he very clearly loves his family. Yeah. Um, And I think that they could have done a better job showing that more. Because, yeah. like, we get it, he he's standoffish and he doesn't want to let people in, but it kind of felt like he almost regressed and became meaner. Yeah. Um, Which I think definitely was a little bit of a turnoff from that season. I, I, I find season four to be more forgettable than the other seasons. It's extremely forgettable. Like, it's not as bad as season three to me. No. But that's just because I really didn't, like how the Beth and Jerry plotline was handled. Yeah. But I remember more episodes from season three. Yes. Like, you wouldn't have to remind me of them. With season four, you kind of have to remind me what happened. And for me to really be like, oh, yeah, I remember watching that. Season four is, like, season four is a really good show to put on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like I remember, remember, like our fucking um, me, you, and Alex, and our other friends went to fucking like that beach trip, and we just kept on watching season four of Rick and Morty. Yes, that's that's the perfect use of that season. Like season four is great to just put on like with your friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, it's just great to put on with your friends and stuff. But there's no because it's very shit posty. It's very stupid, mm-hmm. but there's no like there's. It's not as, there's nothing in it that's super, like, plot-heavy or, like, super emotion-heavy until the finale. I think the finale fucking kicks ass. The Space Beth episode, they bring back Tammy and Bird Person. They finally follow up on those fucking clues after three years of not doing it. Yep. Season four finale fucking rocks. I love it. And I think that, um, season, like, this season is what gets me back into the show, especially that season yeah. four finale, because the season four finale rocks so fucking hard. And then, when season five comes around, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's fucking go, new Rick and Morty. And I think that season five is the best season since season two. I I would agree with that. I think that 
Um, it has, it starts off really memorably. It starts off with like, um, there's the Mr. Nimbus episode. We love Mr. Nimbus. Um, Mm -hmm. we, uh, Alex and I, in this podcast, we love Mr. Nimbus. Um, yeah. (laughs) Fucking, um, then there's like the Mr. Nimbus slash like the, like the, um, time dilation universe that like worships Morty as like a death God. Um, Oh, yes. (laughs) And then the second, it starts off with that. And then. The second episode is the one with all the different Rick decoys. Another banger. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. I because I know the fourth one is uh I know there's like um like the fourth one is the sperm episode, which I think is extremely funny, but no one else likes. I oh my god, I don't remember who I showed this to, but I showed that entire episode to somebody recently mm-hmm. who has never seen Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's this one episode of this show. <laughs> and I just showed it to them. Did not explain anything to them. Yeah. I don't think that they want to watch freaking Woody after. No. <laughs> I think it's the most hated episode. And I think it's really, really fucking funny. Like, it's so stupid, but I think it per- I think it's like it's the perfect example of stupid Rick and Morty to me. Yeah. Oh, I remember why. I was talking about their recent obsession with incest. Yes. Um, yeah. and I was showing that as an example of <laughs> their, yep. their dedication to incest on this show. Oh, episode three is the Planetino one. I have it up on Wikipedia. Episode three is the Planetino one. That one's pretty good. That's, yeah, so that has Allison Brie in it, right? Yes, she's Planetina. She's great. Love her. And then, like, I think episode five is the one with the Hellraisers, bit forgettable. Um, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving episode is great. I love that. I love the president. Um, yes i think the gotron episode with like the mecca is probably the weakest episode of the season i don't really like Mm -hmm. that stuff too much but then it does a like essentially three-part lore finale that fucking kicks so much ass i did love it i i remember um because before this season started i remember thinking about how like um, the Venture Brothers will Venture Brothers will often drop like whatever they're doing and just do like a full on flashback episode, especially in the third season of the Venture Brothers. They do a lot of like flashback episodes mm-hmm. or they'll spend time without the characters, like the central characters being like the mm-hmm. focus of the episode. And I remember thinking that like I wish that Rick and Morty would do something like this, where it's not yeah. like, oh, these are the five main family members, that's all you care about. And I think that episode, it, it was like, oh, this is like episode eight, like the bird person memory episode is like, a, it's like a Venture Brothers episode in this, mm-hmm. in the way that like it explores the history of the show. The his- okay, we're back. Yeah, we're back. I forgot that Zoom is um stupid and bullshit and I hate it. <laughs> but, um, so yeah. Got minimize Zoom and I'm recording this movie. Okay, whatever, dude. Um. I'm just gonna pull up my fucking wikipedia notes on my phone then but yeah like episode eight is like the bird person one and i it is like such an insane episode because i never thought the show would do this because at this point i'm like oh this show is never like it's never going to do that plot stuff it's never going to get into the flashback stuff Mm -hmm. i because like at this point i thought that plot rick and morty was gone forever like I thought it was just episodic shit posts like until the end. But right. then this bird person episode comes out and then it's they're like, 
at the end of the bird person episode, they're like, oh, surprise, it's going to be a month wait until an hour long um, season finale. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Um, and then it's the two episodes back to back. The first one is probably the weakest of this like little trilogy. And it's the one where um, Morty gets like the portal in his leg. And oh, that, yeah. that one's good. It's not as good as the other two. It's And then it's the one with Rick gets like the two crows and stuff. And then the, and there's the finale mm-hmm. where they finally bring back evil Morty. Um they do the fucking um they finally bring back evil morty they reveal like evil morty's actual plan they reveal the whole thing with the central finite curve or that it's actually keeping all the ricks who are the smartest in the universe like together and they reveal rick's entire like genuine backstory right do you remember watching this episode for the first time with me because this guy watches with you and alex while it aired very, very much so. Very vivid memory of that. Because I lost my in fucking... that UMW apartment. Yeah, we were, in, we're <laughs> in the dorms. I lost my fucking mind because I was one hundred percent sure they would never do Evil Morty like for real. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, no. I was, I was. I remember being like, are they actually fucking doing this? Because like they are. They did. They actually yeah. did it. And I only I don't know if I'm more surprised that they did the evil Morty thing or if I'm more surprised that they did um the Rick's backstory because both seemed so impossible, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was just like an absolutely insane thing to have happen. And then the season ends, and um I don't know if we'll ever see Evil Morty again because he kind of won. He kind of got everything he wanted, you know? Right. Like and they've kind of shifted. They have, um, what is it called, Rick Prime? Yeah, like Rick Prime as the central antagonist now. Which before yeah. the show didn't necessarily have a central antagonist, or if anything, it was probably Rick who was the antagonist of the show. Yeah. Um, but they never had like one solid, except for maybe like the intergalactic government that I don't remember the name of. The Galactic but, Federation? Yes, that's, I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. Yeah. But they were kind of, but not really. I mean, yeah. he defeated them kind of easily, so. Yeah. Which, of it's, course, is another critique of season three, but we already talked about that, so. I I actually had a thing where I thought that this is kind of, um like, rendered, like, void by the end of season um six i think but i kind of noticed a pattern where every other season would trade off with like what the thing they do is like season one has their evil morty episode season two mm-hmm. ends with the galactic federation season three has an evil morty episode season four ends with the galactic federation season five has an evil morty episode so i'm like oh yeah. season six galactic federation but nope they did nothing with that so that it broke it broke my trend that i thought that i thought they were doing yeah but, um, so yeah, that season five finale is fucking insane. Evil Morty gets what he wants. I love the concept of the central finite curve that, like, as he describes it, an infinite, um, infinite crib for an infinite fucking baby. Right. That's such a cool concept. Um, also, Jeff Loveness, he wrote, he, he wrote a lot of episodes. He wrote the dragon episode. He wrote Vat of Acid. He wrote, um... The Nimbus episode, he wrote mm-hmm. the Evil Morty finale. I think he may have um, written the season four finale as well. I'm not too sure okay. about that. But he goes on to write Ant-Man of the Wasp, Quantumania. 
And I can't help but think <laughs> that his talents would be much better served on like a Rick and Morty movie. Yeah, I true. Because I um I remember when we saw Quantum Mania, like the thing that stuck out, like I remember do you remember the probability storm scene was like the bunch of different Ant-Mans? Yes. When I was watching that scene, I'm like, this would be a really cool sequence in a theatrical Rick and Morty movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know that the writer of that movie wrote for Rick and Morty, but knowing that now kind of makes that movie make a lot of sense. It, I really wanted to like it because I love Jeff Loveness. I love his well, Rick and Morty I, episodes. I, this isn't about this movie, so I'll keep it brief. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. I don't think it was necessarily a great movie. No. But it was fun. It was fine. It was good. Exactly. Like, it was a fun movie. I wasn't bored watching it, and that's... Yeah. I can't say that about all of Marvel's projects, so... The problem with that is just that Guardians 3 was so fucking good. It made everything... Oh my post- gosh, yeah. It made all post-pandemic Marvel look like shit, which is the problem. Um, well, I would argue that most of the post-pandemic Marvel already was shit. Yeah, but, like, it just made it so much more obvious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. But, sure. um... So, yeah, season five was just so good, and then, um... We're all really hyped for season six and season six. Like this is also now once we get into like four five and six, they're back on a regular schedule because yeah. for a while I was like, Oh, Rick and Morty is going to be like a venture brothers type show where you get one season every like two years. But no, now they're doing it. They're back to doing it yearly. Cause like season um, four was 2019 to 20 and then season five is summer 21 and then season six is fall 22. Right. And so we're back we're back to yearly um season six starts off really 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 strong and i think it's i think it maintains its quality throughout i think it's a really strong Mm -hmm. season it's full of great episodes um but i do think after it was it's such a hard act to follow with season five yeah that i don't have much to say about it other than like oh yeah i liked all these episodes like there isn't a bad one in season um six i don't think like I love, sure, yeah. I love the um. I, oh, did you? How much of season six have you watched? I know it's the only season you haven't watched all of. So I believe I've watched half of it. I I actually need to look at a list of the name of the episodes because I I will remember it better. Did you get to the Did you get to the one with um like the Knights of the Sun? I don't think so. Did you get to the one with Pissmaster? I don't think I definitely haven't. Pissmaster is the best episode of that season. That I'm gonna um Pissmaster is where um like this supervillain who's like piss themed, he like sexually harasses Summer, and so Jerry beats the shit shit out of him, like actually. Mm-hmm. And so Jerry becomes like a hero and gets like cosmic power, and then he can't like actually be good with it. And then and then Pissmaster kills himself. Like in a like Adult Swim aired a suicide warning in front of the episode. Like Adult Swim like aired like a suicide hotline warning because like they when he killed himself they made it like one hundred percent not funny at all. He like yeah. he kills himself and Rick like finds his body and like Rick decides to become the new pissmaster. It's a fucking great episode. I love that one so much. I'm gonna need to watch that. Yes, you need to watch that one. And then episode nine is kind of like um. Episode nine is good. It's about like the um Morty and Rick fighting over stuff. 
And then, but Rick is actually kind of helpful to him in that episode. And then episode 10, Rick is being super helpful when he gives Morty a lightsaber and stuff. And then we find out that during episode, halfway through or towards the beginning of episode nine, Rick replaced himself with a robot and has been a robot for like the past episode and a half because he um, is still so focused on finding like evil Rick or whatever. And then the family likes the robot Rick better, but the robot Rick wants to die and like all this kind of shit happens. Eventually the conclusion they come to is that Rick tells Morty that he's going to help him find, he's going to help him find um, his fucking uh, nemesis, whatever the um, evil Rick, Rick prime, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Um, That episode is most known. It's also a Christmas episode or second, second or third Christmas episode of the show. Um, but I think yeah. that, that episode is very much overshadowed for me because right after it was the Adult Swim U-Log, which they advertised as like, oh, like this is just going to be like two hours of a fireplace. And then it turned out to be a fully produced horror movie that Adult Swim made. Mm-hmm. So like watching that live completely overshadowed that season six finale for me so bad because how fucking cool the U-Log was. But um, so then like, Rick and Morty, this this is like December 2022. You know, like Rick and Morty season six is over. Great season. Um, I don't have, I didn't have as much to say. I've, if I rewatched it, I'd probably have a lot more to say about it. But um, I don't have like season five, uh, like just off the cuff, I could talk about for so long. But season six, I didn't have like that much to say about it. Yeah. But even though it's really good, I think it's great. It's a great season. It's one of the best mm-hmm. seasons. I, it's just, I don't have that much. It's just, it's just so good. I don't have that much to say about it. But, yeah. Um. So it's the, I remember this is bringing us back to like the very beginning of like owls only as a concept where um, it's like January um, 2023 of this year. And I got a really good deal on these sideshow Rick and Morty statues. You remember these, right? I sent you pictures, like the really mm-hmm. high quality figures. They're fucking huge. They're awesome. I was so psyched about it. And then I was like, I was actually pretty into Rick and Morty at this point. So I'm like, okay. For like one of the first episodes of this podcast, Owls Only, we're going to do Rick and Morty season one. And then the Justin Rowan thing happened and delayed this podcast mm-hmm. launched by like a month because I was like, what the fuck? Right. So the Justin Rowan thing happened. Um, so he was, a he got, a, got arrested or at least um, was getting like charged with like mm-hmm. um, beating his girlfriend, I think. Yeah, I believe it was... Um domestic battery and false imprisonment that's fucking crazy like yeah false imprisonment is fucking nuts and um, he ends up being um i think the charges end up being dismissed yeah he's he was found like the charges were dismissed but like you know that's he still fucking did it <laughs> like right um, and even even without that a lot of his conduct towards fans and also towards other people who worked on the production was exposed around that time yes because what happened was that happened and then everyone was like oh yeah Justin Roiland um sent me this when I was 15 years old and it's like the most disgusting thing you've ever seen and yeah um, also man has no game can we talk about that oh my fucking god (laughs) it's so it's so cringy it's so gross oh Oh, god so um like all those horrible, horrible messages come out between like industry professionals and like random like minors that were fans of the show that he like mm-hmm. you know uses influence to like essentially groom. Right. Um, also, everyone involved in kind of a really fucking baller move. Everyone involved with the show is like 
fuck this asshole. He's done nothing on the show for like five years. Right. And they're, which is like great because it's not like a, um, because a lot of adult animated shows, the creator does so much and they're so integral to the show. And so you can't remove their voice and remove them without the show being fundamentally different. But what mm-hmm. we learned through like this time period is you can remove Rick and Morty from like, you can take Rick and Morty out. Like you can take Justin Roiland out of Rick and Morty and it's not going to change that much besides like how it sounds. Right. I would argue it could potentially be a good change because a lot sure. of the, a lot of the dislike of the continuist aspects from my knowledge came from him. I actually think it was Harmon. I don't know where I heard this. I feel like because I like I said, I listened to a lot of um video essays. I remember yeah. listening to a video essay which kind of identified Justin Royland as being the person kind of against those continuous aspects of it yeah well and i don't know go ahead oh i was gonna say also to me the quickness of which um both like the rick and morty team and the production company behind his video game kind of came out and were like we're done with him makes me feel pretty confident that the rumors about his workplace conduct are probably true Oh, for because sure. they were really quick to be like an excuse to get rid of you goodbye for sure for 100 um, percent sure because i remember seeing some critiques of people saying that they should have waited for the court case to go through before making that decision but to me the fact that they didn't wait really makes me feel like they either know something we don't so they either have some information about this that maybe suggests that they know more about his interpersonal conduct than we do Mm-hmm. or they've been looking for a reason to get rid of him because of both. his workplace conduct. I yeah, I I think it could definitely be both. I yeah, I think they kicked his ass out so fast, but yeah, I do think that it could be like a good change for the show too. But also, I wasn't say is Harmon is also not perfect um because oh. he he's also had his own share of like sexual oh, harassment. Yeah. You know about that, right? I sure do um fucking i told alex about that and he was like oh my god i was not expecting that because like (laughs) it's bad like it's not like it's not like um it's not like sex pest levels of bad it's just really just like ugh. yeah gross i hate them i don't know i mean it's it's not i guess it shouldn't be so surprising that creators of a show with one of the most despicable narcissistic male characters in existence are also themselves despicable narcissistic characters but i do think also there's a lot there's a big i feel like a lot of people think that creators also do everything but i feel like a lot of the staff involved with rick and morty probably have more to do with it than Harmon or roiland even do exactly which is why it's good that they're continuing the show and not just canceling it and getting rid of all those jobs just because of one person's conduct which i am happy about a lot of people's jobs um so i also want to talk about how how many fucking people's how many how many how many companies backed their fucking cart to like roiland's horse and how fucking stupid that is because Mm -hmm. um because the other big show on Adult Swim right now is Smiling Friends with um, yeah. Zach Hadel and uh, Michael Cusack. Mm-hmm. And the origin of that show goes back to 
I mean, the origin of that show on Adult Swim, like obviously Cusack and Hadel have been doing stuff online for like decades, but like Adult Swim street history with those guys goes back to Bush World Adventures where they let Michael Cusack make like a 11 minute episode of Rick and Morty, essentially, where he's Australian and voices everyone in anime. Oh, yes. Um, and that leads to like Smiling Friends and like Yolo Crystal Fantasy and all that stuff. And then Justin Roiland, he does his stuff on Hulu, Solar Opposites, which also apparently he did nothing on, which is good because I actually really like that show. And he also voices less characters on it. So um, that's good. Right. Too. Um, and so also Cusack gets his show on Hulu called Koala Man and Roiland's in that show. And Royland, Cusack, and Hadel work together on the Poloni Show Halloween special, which I saw the first 20 minutes of early at Comic-Con earlier, the, like last year. And oh. it's actually a kind of a good special, but it is very much, it's like a, it's like a, um, it's like a variety show where like Royland and Hadel voice like, like Rick and Morty-esque characters that host like a bunch of different like Halloween horror themed shorts. And okay. it's not bad, but you had three things that Roland was involved with from Hulu coming out at the same time. And they were like, so fucking stoked on it. And then like within, and then within like four months, cause that's like October when all the shit happens, like, mm-hmm. like late summer, early fall, like when I'm at, like when I'm at New York comic-con, cause I saw, I went to the koala man and Poloni show panels and Roland was supposed to be there. I could have been like, 20 feet away from Roland, but it didn't happen because he does not show up to panels despite like, <laughs> he always says he's going to, then he doesn't at the last second. So um love that. I know. I could have been like 20 feet away from him, which is terrifying. But <laughs> um so yeah, I do it's like it's just it's whole thing is fucking crazy. And also like Adult Swim backed so much on Rick and Morty, and you can really see that they're moving away from that a lot, because Rick and Morty went from, like, this is our main cash cow, to this Mm -hmm. is one of our comedy shows. Like, Adult Swim has really been moving away from Rick and Morty in the past couple years, and I think Roiland has been a part of that, and now it's just kind of, like, something they have to deal with. Um, And also, like, that fucking stupid video game company that's probably gonna go under in, like, a year or something, Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to whoever works there. Don't listen to this, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> fucking, um, so, the, so now here we are and they said today, um, the details they gave out was that, okay, so season seven is pretty much done and right. season seven, as far as I know, to my best knowledge, it was recorded with Royland lines and they're going to have the new person dub it over in his exact incantation with like everything he says perfectly exact. Oh wow. So this new person, whoever they get, people, possibly they get two it could they could get two people for Rick and Morty. They're not <laughs> going to be able to bring too much of their own to this performance. Yeah. And, um new Mike, Michael Oline, the um new head of Adult Swim since like 2020 or whatever. Um new Mike said that um they're, they're taking sort of like a they're, they're they compared it to like the bugs bunny approach which to me because there is a question mm-hmm. of maybe they'll do something where like some universe shit happens and now they have like different voices or like complete like completely different voices and mm-hmm. um the bugs bunny comment to me says that they're going to um try to find a sound alike like the, you're gonna try to find someone who sounds exactly like um like royland or close enough to royland to where that right like, it, you could see it being the same character um so i think they're going to do a sound alike based off that and they also said that like you know season eight's done writing like season eight's probably being animated right now season nine 
is like partially written. They had to stop because the writer's strike and they're talking about season 10, which is going to be the end of the contract. Um, yeah. So they have all that shit up in the up in the back. And they said they're aiming for like the same time as last year. So that would be like a September release. Okay. For, um, I have no fucking clue if they're going to make that. Especially considering that they're redubbing all of Rick and Morty's dialogue, I'm not sure either. They they claim they have not cast anybody yet. I don't know if that's true. They could they might just not want to reveal it yet. Mm-hmm. But like I really do have a hard time believing mm-hmm. they're gonna get it out by September. I would probably say early 2024 is more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The also like the last thing I want to talk about is the Rick and Morty anime. That is coming to Adult Swim this year. Do you not know about this? I have not heard about this. Oh, fuck. Okay. So around 2020, Adult Swim started producing, like, Adult Swim, because Adult Swim has so many ties with, like, Crunchyroll and other, like, animation, like, anime studios in mm-hmm. Japan and stuff. And so Adult Swim started commissioning those, these, like, um, anime studios in Japan to make Rick and Morty shorts. And they're pretty good. They're they're very interesting. They're not really that funny, but they're interesting. And then um, they're really they're beautiful. They're extremely well animated. And then Adult Swim was like, all right, we're commissioning a 10-episode Rick and Morty the anime series that is coming to Adult Swim. And I have no idea what the fuck that is. Because like, <laughs> the thing I could think, I, it could be just like, like a retelling of the story. Or... Right. Like, because so much of Rick and Morty is based on, like, contemporary, like, American, like, the way shithead, like, fucking teenagers talk and stuff. Right. How are you, like, because Rick and Morty, like, so much of it is, like, Rick, is, like, Morty talking about, telling Rick about making a porn up account and, like, shit like that, you know? Like, how how are you going to translate that to, like, a actual long-form, like, episodic anime series? Right. I'm so interested because like it, it's it, nothing like that has ever happened before. Like there's no fucking Family Guy anime, you know? Right. Like, it's such a different. It's such a similar, but also such a very different method of storytelling that it it, it really could go any way. That's like yeah. a really interesting. When is that coming out? Is there an? A, do we know when, or do we just know what's happening? They are way more confident that that's coming out this year, so it's probably done. I would probably say late summer, early fall for that. Ooh. Oh, also, um, hope you, uh, hope you like subtitles because it is going to be in Japanese, which is crazy. I'm um, fine with subtitles, but I also I I agree that that's actually really interesting. Because like, what the fuck is that? Like, that mm-hmm. has never happened to any sh- like any like comedy cartoon like this before. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of love it. I love it too. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to see what that's like because I've there's never been anything like that, you know? Right. Like I'm so excited for Rick and Morty the anime because I just I really want to know what that could possibly be like. Um oh my god. So yeah, I I would honestly bet like that's definitely going to come out before season mm-hmm. 7. Um some people think, some of my friends think there's a chance they'll do like um rick and morty the anime on saturdays for toonami and then rick and morty um mm-hmm. the cartoon on sundays which would be like insane um that would be fun that would be really i would also actually i don't know because i know if it's japan they're definitely putting it on toonami because sometimes their um shows they commission like the actions of the commission don't go to toonami but if this is japan it's going to toonami um mm-hmm. 
that would be really fun i think especially if they started at the exact same time to have like oh here's the like um anime rick and morty and here's the cartoon rick and morty like that seems really fun i kind of hope they do that but i do mm-hmm. think it's more likely they'll get like um anime rick and morty and then um regular rick and morty in like january february right and they can have this anime version as something to give the audience or the fan base while they're still working on redubbing season seven or also could be like a buffer too to like make you think bigger than roiland for these characters yeah yeah this was announced long before the Royland thing happened. So this was not like, this had nothing to do with it, but I think it could work out really well in their favor to like get people thinking about like, oh, Rick and Morty aren't just Royland. They can be like other things. They can be like, you know, like Rick and like making people think bigger than Royland for these characters. I think yes. this anime could be a great way to segue people into that seventh season. Right, and they're really going to need to do that if they want to have a smooth transition from season six to season seven, because there really is a lot, even though his involvement in the show was very minimal, his voice is just very distinctive and his like specific style of improvisation mm-hmm. and line delivery is just very distinct to him. It's so, yeah, and it's so core to the show. It's so core to what people like know about this show. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like there's so much one of the reasons why I didn't want to do um, an episodic, because like normally the format for this podcast is like me and Alex or whoever else is on this week, we watch a season of a TV show that aired on Adult Swim or is Adult Swim adjacent, and then we talk about it. But Mm -hmm. um, this, I wanted to do it like this for Rick and Morty because I don't think doing it episode by episode is going to be as interesting as talking about like how many firsts this show does. Because right. the show from its inception with that, like, like with Rick Potion number nine and stuff is already so crazy. Then you have like this roller coaster it becoming like the biggest fucking thing in the world and everyone like loving it slash hating it. And then it goes down and then it becomes like, oh, it actually starts getting really good again. And mm-hmm. now we're at a point where two things that have never happened to like a huge adult animated show like this one, both the lead characters are getting recast, and two, there's going to be an anime adaptation of it coming out this year. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah, a lot of exciting things for this show. That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't happen to The Simpsons. That doesn't happen to like Family Guy or South Park or something, or like BoJack Horseman or any Archer or anything. Like that doesn't happen to a lot of these shows. And mm-hmm. I think that um, it's just the future of this show going forward is going to be so fucking interesting. Oh yeah, I'm very excited to see where they go from here. And yeah. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that Justin Roiland leaving will not will have a very minimal impact on the show. I think it will. I think um I think that for his first season back, it's going to be really I think the first season back, I think the writing is going to be good, but I think it's probably going to be a weaker season purely because the guy is going to be like He's not going to have his own rhythm of Rick and Morty down yet. Mm-hmm. And I think with season eight and beyond, when the, he's allowed to like give his own flair to these performances, I think that's when it's going. To, he's going to really like, whoever they get is going to really start like shining in this role. Like mm-hmm. I think that season seven, like I could be like the best season, and I could be wrong, but I feel like it's going to be a bit of an adjustment for everybody involved. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to be like a little bit rough with the voices, but I do think that eight and beyond, they're going to really come into their own. And like, it's possible in 10 years, it's like, oh yeah, this guy is kind of like, you know, the real voice of Rick and Morty. Like, right. it's so interesting to think about like where the show could go. Because one time, I, something I also think about a lot is I really want them to do a Rick and Morty movie. Because like, I've been loving all these adult swim movies i'm coming out recently and i would love to see like a big budget theatrical rick and morty movie and i would it would be so interesting to have that with someone who's not roiland playing the title characters you know right like there's just so much interesting stuff the show could do i don't know if it's gonna go i'm assuming it's gonna go past the 10 season 10th season because the renewal the renewal the 70 episode renewal they got in 2018 goes up to the 10th season that is also crazy 70 episode renewal Never right. happened before in the history of Adult Swim or like any other show like this. Fucking crazy. I um, know. Seven season renewal. That is nuts. Um. So like once that contract ends, it's possible they just they just wrap up the show. I don't think it, they will, but I think it's also a possibility they wrap mm-hmm. up the show there. Um. They could they could like stop work on the show to make a movie, which I would love. They could just keep keep mm-hmm. on going, like you know, renew them for another like twenty episodes and just go like. Like we'd give them like a two two season deal every two years or whatever. Like, who knows? Who knows where they're going from here? Right. Um, I'm super excited to find out. Um, but yeah, so that has been our Rick and Morty episode. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Owls Only Pod. You can uh you oh, sorry, do you have anything else to say? Um, no, but thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. Do you want to plug anything like Twitter or anything, TikTok? Uh, I don't have anything to plug, but I will say that whenever you decide to talk about Bojack Horseman, please invite oh, yeah. me back. <laughs> oh, that is, that is like, that's not even like a question. That's like a, that's like a given for me. Like, yeah, I'm going to get casting the Bojack Horseman episode. Who else would I get on it? Um, <laughs> of course. But um, yeah, so you can follow like us on Instagram at Adult Swim Merch Archive. Follow the Twitter, Twitter at Owls Only Pod. Um, follow Swimpedia. I'm kind of like a contributor there. I help those guys out with a lot of stuff. They do a lot of great shit. Um, so yeah, I have no idea what next week's episode is going to be. It might be Metalocalypse. Um, it might be Eric Andre. It might be Teenage Euthanasia. It depends on what my friends are doing and whether or not they're able to and what they want to do. So yeah, we'll see you next week. All right, bye. <laughs>